Mondays on Radio 191 FM. Tēnā e ahi These are your Radio 1 Zereo Irirangi Kotahi news headlines for Ratu June 1st. Ko Ruby Tiene. Jacinda Ardern, Prime Minister of New Zealand, and Scott Morrison, Prime Minister of Australia, met in Queenstown on Monday to talk the next steps for the Pacific Islands joining the Trans-Tasman bubble. This was their first in-person meeting since the pandemic began. Niue is understood to soon be in line to join New Zealand's current bubble with the Cook Islands. It has also been reported that Australian officials have been in contact with Fiji, Vanuatu, the Solomon Islands, Tonga and East Timor on potential travel bubbles. Ardern has said that big hurdles need to be overcome before this can come into place, but she is cautiously hopeful for what is to come. Both uh, uh, Australia and New Zealand share an enthusiasm for where it is safe to do so, exploring additional options for expanding the Trans-Tasman bubble. However, um, we both acknowledge that we want to maintain the freedoms we have. Fiji has previously proposed opening an Anzac bullet bubble for New Zealand and Australian tourists. However, its current outbreak, which stands at more than 200 active cases, has cast doubt on this prospect. Australians have been told their international borders could remain closed until mid-2022. Victoria's coronavirus cluster has grown by 11 new locally acquired cases on Monday. There are 54 active cases in the state. The total number of official exposure sites now sits at more than 170. Health officials have still not managed to find 13 travellers who arrived in New Zealand from Melbourne in the days before the city went into a week-long lockdown. The New Zealand government is yet to give a timeline on when our borders will open, but has indicated most of the world will remain off-limits this year. The New Zealand government has announced it will back a $45 million research and innovation hub to be built in Queenstown near the Remarkables Park in Frankton. The building of this hub has been seen as a positive economic move by local business people. It is intended to help diversify the region's tourism-reliant economy whilst upskilling Queenstown residents and attracting highly skilled workforce from abroad. Minister of Finance Grant Robertson announced that the government will be lending $22.5 million for the first stage of this project. This money has come from the government's shovel-ready infrastructure fund and will be spent on planning and construction. Building has begun at the site in Frankton, with 6,000 square metres of research and innovation offices, facilities and other activity spaces to come. Emergency services were called to King Edward Court on Upper Stewart Street yesterday morning after reports it was filled with smoke. Five fire engines were sent, parts of Stewart Street were blocked and peak traffic time to accommodate. The fire was quickly identified as electrical, starting with a malfunctioning fitting. Nobody was harmed. A new head of college has been appointed at Knox College, a private residential hall at the University of Otago. A service was held on Sunday at a chapel in the college to welcome Caroline Hepburn Dool, who has been the deputy head of college for the past five years. She is only the ninth head of college in 112 years and the first woman to ever hold the role. The OUSA online referendum opened this morning. This is a referendum in which students vote on a range of OUSA policy involving the university and wider issues. Have your say on whether students should be able to access the winter energy payment or have free tampons supplied by you by Kotex. 
Voting opened at 9am today and closes at 4pm Thursday 3rd of June. Go to www.voting.ousa.org.nz to vote. That's the news. Now to Today in History. The Radio 1 News presents Today in History. Every weekday we're bringing you a knowledge blast from the past and covering an historical event right here on the Radio 1 News. 61 years ago, on the 1st of June 1960, New Zealand made its first television broadcast for public entertainment purposes. The three-hour show was broadcast from Shortland Street in central Auckland, New Zealand. It could only be seen in Auckland and featured a movie about cult hero Robin Hood, a performance by the pop group Howard Morrison Quartet, and an interview with touring British ballerina Beryl Gray. The television age was slow to arrive in New Zealand. Britain's BBC led the way when it started the world's first public service in 1936. The NBC began broadcasting in the United States in 1939, and Australia had stations operating by 1956. In New Zealand, a government committee began studying the new medium in 1949. Experimental broadcasts began in 1951, as long as they did not include anything that could be classified as entertainment. In 1959, Prime Minister Walter Nash made the decision to go ahead with public broadcasts. Early television broadcasts had limited coverage. Transmission began in Christchurch in June 1961 and in Wellington a month later. Dunedin waited all the way until 31st of July 1962. There was no national network and each centre saw local programmes. Overseas programmes were flown from centre to centre and played in different cities in successive weeks. Television licences, which cost £4 each year, the equivalent of $185 in 2020, were introduced in 1960. Operating costs were also partly offset by the introduction in 1961 of what many see as the downfall in modern TV, advertising. Initially, advertisements were allowed only on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays, and more revenue was raised from television licenses than from advertising. And that was this week's news segment on Tereo Irirangi Kotahi Radio 1. Now time for the weather. The Radio 1 91FM weather. Hello, I'm Barney and I'm here to tell you the weather. If you didn't already know what the weather was, it was rainy this morning and it's been quite sunny this afternoon but a little bit cold. Apparently it's going to be slightly warmer tomorrow but slightly less sunny. You're listening to Radio 1. This was the weather with Barney. Thank you.